Welcome to the Strategy Rewind Podcast. I'm your host, Miguel LeBron. Here at the Strategy Rewind Podcast, we look at the relationship between goals, strategies, belief, and objective breakthrough. I'm so excited for today's episode. Hey, if we haven't met before, thank you for being connected here today. I am a father, a leader, an author, a strategy coach, and mentor, and I partner with individuals who have a goal but need a strategy. And in this podcast, we focus on the strategy to help you have a breakthrough moment. When my wife and I got together, we knew one thing for sure, and it is that we did not want to lose our individuality. Many times individuals get into a relationship, they get married, and what happens is that they lose their individual identity. And so early on, we established one thing, that we did not want to lose our individuality. The fact is that I love my wife's quirkiness, her sense of humor. I love all of these things about her, and I don't want those things to disappear simply because we are adulting, as they say. And so if you find yourself in a relationship and you're trying to have a healthy relationship and you're trying to have a healthy marriage, I want to try to provide to you some of the strategies that I've used, that my wife and I have used in our marriage. Number one is to embrace Embrace the individuality. There's no reason to bury it. There's no reason to put it away. There's no reason to kill that part of you. Rather, bring that part of you because truly that's the part that your significant other fell in love with. That quirkiness, that intelligence, that wisdom, that beauty, that radiance that you bring, keep it because really. That is an awesome part of you. Of course, we're always growing, right? We're always evolving. We're always looking to be a better version of ourselves, but we should not destroy the individuality. And so in that idea of embracing the individuality, we have designated moments where she does her thing and I do my thing. I may go ahead and read a book or play some Xbox or do some other project, and she goes ahead and does her thing. She'll watch a Netflix show or series and read a book or whatever it is that she does. And then we embrace those moments. So when she's on her by herself time, I let her be by herself time. And oftentimes, I'll just go ahead and encourage her to do that. And you know what she does? She reciprocates. She encourages me to do the same. Do not bury your individuality just because you've come together. Rather, embrace that individuality because truly that is the part that you fell in love with to begin with. In that, we also figure out, we also journey through the things that we like and, of course, the things we don't like. We figure out our common interest. Rather, it's something that we can agree that we don't like or that we both like. And we explore that further. And so it's not just about embracing the individuality and giving each other space. The other strategy is also to figure out times when you can go on a date. Sometimes you have to be spontaneous. Other times, the truth is when you have children and other various responsibilities, it may be a little difficult to be spontaneous. But just because you have to put it on the schedule that this day at this time we're going out to eat doesn't mean you can't surprise her with where you take her or surprise your significant other as to where you go. 
So there is a sense of spontaneity, even though you've scheduled that timeout. And time blocking is such an amazing tool that you can implement with your significant other. That moment when you're together isn't always going to look the same. Sometimes we go walking. Sometimes we go out and watch a movie. Sometimes we're just at home hitting the old Netflix and chill. And so what I would encourage you to do is to, yes, embrace the individuality, but also never stop dating. The truth of the matter is that life can get busy. And if we are not conscious about this, we can become sucky communicators. Can I say that? I think I can. Listen, we can become bad communicators. And so one of the things that we did early in our marriage is that we went to a United Marriage Encounter weekend. This weekend was phenomenal because they show us some practical, ongoing communication strategies that we were able to not only implement that weekend, but we were able to take home. It was such a great experience that several years later, we decided to go again and a massive break through happen when I really understood that our emotions are neither good nor bad, but rather they just are. What's good or bad is the attitude or action we take with those emotions. Let's be honest. We've all been frustrated, irritated, bothered, overwhelmed, anxious. These things happen. Those emotions aren't bad. However, the question is, how do we deal with these emotions? Furthermore, how do we treat our significant other, the person who has agreed to do life with you and embrace you? How do we communicate through that? Well, well, with the tools provided in the United Marriage Encounter weekend, we were able to continue to realize that we can get better at communicating. So it's not necessarily about you may be in a bad place. It's just you know you want to continue to grow. Again, United Marriage Encounter is such an amazing organization. In fact, they are our brand new show sponsor. So I'm going to be talking more about United Marriage Encounter. But to move the conversation forward, I've brought on a friend of mine to help you have a breakthrough moment. I'm sitting here with author and speaker, Peggy Priest. Peggy, thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. For those who are not familiar with the awesome things you're doing, let them know about yourself. Uh, currently, I am. Uh, we run a home business, my husband and I. And on the side, we are involved in a ministry called United Marriage Encounter. We love that ministry. We'll talk more about it later. And also in my spare time, I wrote a book. So we, we stay a little busy, my husband and I. So uh, this is where we are. Yes, ma'am. Speaking of your book, Holy Echoes with God, your book confronts that feeling that we've all felt, the feeling that maybe God isn't listening to me or doesn't pay attention to what my needs are. In your own personal spiritual journey, how have you confronted those feelings? It's a really good question. Um, before I was a Christian, I reached out and cried out to God many times, and I didn't know if God was really hearing me. I didn't know him personally, and uh, when I became a Christian, I was given this viewpoint of, you know, how you turn around and then you can see things behind you, and I basically saw how he was there every step of the way, even though I didn't know he was there. And he showed me in different aspects of my life of who he brought into my life around me to keep me safe, to bring me and guide me to him. And then uh, that spiritual journey continued to the point of I, I reached out through prayer, reading and listening. 
Uh, I'm not a good listener. I am one of those people. I'd rather talk than listen. It's very hard for me. Um, but he taught me to be still. And one of my scriptures that he kept telling me over and over back in 2020 was be still. And so I put that on my arm to remind myself. Um, I'm really excited to see how he took that book and took it from 20 some odd years ago when I started it on a journey where I picked it back up in 2020. He said it was time and had me listen to him, had me adjust the way the book was going and it made a turn and it had uh started in one direction and when it finally finished it was in a completely different direction of this is what happens when god speaks to us and hence the holy echoes how many times have you heard the same scripture over and over and i'd walk around going i just heard that one i just heard that one well that's the holy echoes and how god can reach us and it's it isn't always audible like samuel i would like it to be but it's not and a lot of times it's the stillness in our heart and you can if you're listening you can hear what he's trying to tell you you said something here that really struck me which is that you said you started the book within your spiritual journey almost 20 years ago yes so for yes. that individual that's listening and saying hey i got a book inside of me i got a story i want to share but you know, maybe they're, I don't know, in year five, <laughs> what yes. perspective, what strategy, what encouragement could we provide that individual to continue on that path with regards to giving birth to that book? And that's exactly what it was. It was interesting because it was over 20 years ago. I picked up, I was in, um, in a position to start writing. I started writing this book and I had a complete manuscript on <clears throat> Lotus Notes. So if those who understand Lotus Notes would know that that's a couple years ago. Uh, and I ended up with a manuscript that was printed out because I couldn't even access Lotus Notes anymore. And I carried that with me for many years. And as I carried it, I had reached out to one publisher and they said no. And I said, OK, then it's not time. But I knew the time would come. I just didn't know when that time would be. And in 2020, in October, uh, the Lord just spoke to me so clearly in my head, it's time to pick it back up. And at that time, I said, I'm not ready. Wow. <laughs> I go, it's, it's 2020, Lord, don't you know what's going on? Like he doesn't, but you know, and, and him and I have that conversation a lot. And he said, no, it's time. And I said, well, I'm really busy with the business right now. We're trying to stay afloat. We're trying to, and he's like, no, people need to hear 2020. And I said, Okay, so I picked it back up and he started giving me the stories. And so then you know when it's time because it's it just flows. The writing flows. And I heard, you know, oh, pick this story back up, pick that story back up. So when I was putting everything back into it, I saw the book in a completely different direction. And that's the part that I never give up because it's not always our timing but it is always his timing. You talk about that state of flow. And for many individuals, that state of flow is where everything is just going smooth and nothing is interrupting, right? Everything is just going quote unquote, perfect. And oh, we love that state of flow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do, but it's not always perfect. <laughs> In the timing, I, I, I was like, okay, put down this, pick this back up. I have to write, I have, and it was like that all the way deep inside of me, 
as as believers would understand that you, you feel compelled to tell somebody about your story or you feel compelled to tell somebody about the Lord. I felt compelled to write this down. Somebody had to hear it. And then I was put on it. You would need to get this done now. So mm-hmm. it was an urgency in my heart. That state of perfection, that state of flow, that state of where everything is at least moving forward is an ideal state where many marriages want to get to. Now, your book is an amazing and awesome book. And in a moment, we'll talk about how individuals can get their hands on it. But the proceeds for your book go towards UME, United Marriage Encounter, which you and your husband are the executive couple in Western New York. For those who aren't familiar with UME, let them know about the mission of UME. Thank you. United Marriage Encounter, um, my husband and I became involved back in 2016. Um, Their mission is uh, in response to a call, they offer weekend experiences and a community of caring couples who are committed to having a stake in other people's marriage. Their vision is to start transforming one man, one woman marriages that lead to stronger Christian families and stronger Christian communities, because that's what it's all about. For those individuals that say, man, I'd really like my marriage to get in the state of flow. <laughs> right? I really want my marriage to be transformed. What is the strategies that they can anticipate gaining from being involved with UME? Because as you mentioned, there's series of weekend activities. And even in the midst of that, there's a mar- just a marvelous community within that. But what are the strategies that individuals who are looking to transform their marriage can anticipate when getting involved with UME? It's a really good question. Uh, United Marriage Encounter has a basically 48 hour, we almost call it a boot camp. It's for uh, the couples that want to take their marriage and take it to that next level. We teach them tools for communication. They learn those tools on that weekend. They go to their room and they practice those tools with each other through writing. The nice thing about this is this is not a group share weekend. This is about you and your spouse. You're going to take that time to walk away from everything else on the outside just for that 48 hours and zone and and just as you say work together as a couple you're uh, the biggest thing about the united marriage encounter is it's offering you that uh work free weekend it's offering you that kid free weekend it's offering because at the end of the day um the kids aren't going to be there forever everything else isn't it's you and your spouse and god and that's what it does. And it walks you through an entire weekend of starting with self and then you and your spouse and then you, your spouse and God. And it just formulates from there and learning that tool of communication and continuing to practice it. The awesome experience about United Marriage Encounter is that after your weekend, you have that opportunity to reach out to other couples who've been on a weekend and have what people have heard it called similar to a small group. You can get together through Zoom, on live, depending on where you are, and practice those tools together. So you're encouraging, and we have a stake in each other's marriage. So there's 19 weekends scheduled for 2022. We have them as far away as Hawaii and Australia, if you want a weekend getaway just saying. And we have them as close as New York, right around our corner. And New York upstate, we have them twice a year. Most of them do have one to two times a year in each community. 
and uh, we'd love to see anybody else want to join and uh, learn more about United Marriage Encounter and take their marriage to that next level. Now, we didn't make a mention to it, but you and your husband are powerful speakers. At the UME weekend, you two share transparently on those stories that you've that you've both faced. And oftentimes, communication is one of those biggest challenges for any of those marriages that right now are having trouble with just communicating and just saying something as simple as I'm sad or I'm hurt or as we know within the UME community that, you know, you're responsible for your feelings. Feelings are not neither good nor bad, but your actions yes. are. Talk about those individuals who maybe need a strategy with regards to how to get to a healthier communication. Well, that's great. Um, the nice thing about being a speaking couple is we're on the inside and we, as there are going to be four couples that speak on each weekend and it's nice each couple is coming from a different background. So the couples that attend the weekend may find that they can uh, understand and relate to one or more of the couples that are there. Because what we do, as you said, we take our personal experiences, we rip off the bandage, so to speak, and share deep in, you know, as much as we can so that the couples feel comfortable to share with each other. And that's what's important because if they can see us doing this they can see themselves doing this as well for each other well peggy i thank you so much for being part of the program now all of the proceeds of your book echoes with god go towards ume united marriage encounter for those who want to get connected with you and get their hands on your awesome book of course more details on ume let them know how they can do so absolutely absolutely so yes as you mentioned all net proceeds go to united marriage encounter uh, this is my Hannah project for this book. That's what I call it. And so anybody that wants to be a part of this project, we are very excited and we want to get the word out for United Marriage Encounter. Um, if you'd like to attend a weekend, you can go to unitedmarriage.com. That is unitedmarriage.com. And that will show you more about our vision, our mission. Um, there's some testimonies out there and how to sign up for any weekend you choose. Again, we have them everywhere. It's a great getaway for a couple. And it's also a great way to take that marriage to the next level. My book, you can reach on Holy Echoes by PeggyPriest.com. And that is my website, which gives more information about me, about the book, what's going on. And the newest thing with the book is by the end of the month, it will be an audio book. We are in the process of completing it that way. So very exciting news there. Awesome. Awesome. Peggy, thank you so much for being part of the program. And of course, send all my regards to Carl. <laughs> thank you so much for having me and uh, give your wife a hug for us. Definitely. I want to take this moment to thank everyone who has been connected here today. Thank you. If you found value and insight with the strategies discussed today, check out the show notes for further highlights and helpful links and consider subscribing to be notified when a new weekly episode is available. Also, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as that helps us know that you like this podcast and want more of it. A special thanks to today's guest and please be sure to follow them for more helpful information. Well, I'll connect with you on the next episode of Strategy Rewind, but in between time and in the meantime, check out miguellebron.com where you'll find free resources. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you shortly.